Good morning. Happy Tuesday. I'm Greg. Welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up, where I go through the readings following the Nikki Gumbo reading plan. For those of you who may be new to this podcast today, happy to have you along. A little note about um, the live streams and the commenting. On, on a few occasions, um, I've noticed that there's been like comments to come in when the live stream has been going on. And I haven't figured out a way to respond to those after the fact, like on YouTube, for example. Um, even on uh, LinkedIn, it seemed to have a little bit of an issue for that. So I'm not ignoring it. Um, and there probably is a way. I apologize for not having been able to figure that out yet. But I do appreciate your comments and your feedback. And it means a lot to me that um, uh, any sort of encouragement really helps me um, in this endeavor. So thank you very much. And I'll try to do better. Our readings for today, Proverbs 24, 5 through 14, Philippians 4, 2 through 23. We do end Philippians today. And Jeremiah 6 through 7, 29. Now, with our Proverbs reading, I'm going to read to you verse 5. There's a reason for that. There's always a reason why I choose whatever I decide to read here. Um, quote, the wise are mightier than the strong, and those with knowledge grow stronger and stronger. Now, I've never understood why some people prefer not to learn the truth about something. They seem to want to stay in a certain comfort zone where the illusion of peace provides a nice, soft security blanket. I can get that to an extent that it's nice to be secure, but for me, I would much rather know the truth. What is that in the matrix? There's there's the two pills. You take one and you're forever like in your world not really knowing what the truth is, or if you take the other one, you're finding out the truth, but it's really bad and dis disheartening. I mean, people being used as batteries, if I remember that correctly, in little pods and all that. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I'd rather know the truth in that case, because everything else then is just a lie. You're living a lie, and ultimately lies are ex always exposed. You know, I was once wronged by a friend. Actually, this probably has happened several times. So there was one particular instance I was thinking about when I was putting these notes together. So essentially, they tried to patch things up with me by wanting to forget about their transgression. Just like there was an apology. I'm sorry, but I don't want to talk about it. I just want to move on, start anew. And I couldn't accept that because to me, there was this buried truth and there was a there was a loss of trust unless and until we had discussed that through. But they weren't comfortable discussing that truth. In essence, they didn't want to, I think, take responsibility for their actions. And unfortunately, the world doesn't act that way. As I said before, you can try to hide the truth even to yourself, but eventually it comes out. Think about it. I mean, that's almost always the case. I think I can't think of one that where it isn't the case. It just sometimes takes time. Hidden truth doesn't become a new truth. 
there is only truth and not some other truth. There's, there's, there's no, there's truth and not truth. No gray area. Truth is truth. And it does not depend upon your point of view. Sorry, Obi-Wan. Those of you who are Star Wars fans probably understand the reference from Return of the Jedi, where Luke is saying, why didn't you tell me, Ben, about my father being Vader, basically? And Luke was like, well, it was true from a certain point of view. And Luke is like, a certain point of view? I mean, what really happened there in the real world is that George Lucas hadn't flushed out the entire story arc when he first started the whole Vader thing and, and all of that. And uh, originally, Vader wasn't supposed to be Luke's father, at least in George Lucas's mind. But I severely digress. Truth is truth. Even if it hurts, get it out because eventually it does. It's my suggestion for the day. New Testament, we are finishing up Philippians. Start at verse 2 in chapter 4. It starts with Paul asking, I'm going to have problems with the names for two reasons. They're hard to pronounce and it's hard to read my writing. So I'm just going to say Evodia and Syntyche. Well, anyway, apparently these are two women that were helping in the spread of the good word, of the good news, rather. Um, but they were having a disagreement. And this, isn't this rather ironic? We just talked about this. That's what I pulled out of Proverbs before I read this part. Sometimes it's interesting how that actually happens. Do you think that's coincidence or, you know, think that there's a lesson there. But anyway, um, the best way to settle an argument begins by acknowledging truth. Just what I was saying before. It's just like, okay, now sometimes I can understand now getting back to the point of view thing. It's just like, we might see elements of certain of a truth and you put them together. You ever see that, um, Oh, how can I describe it? It's an image. It's a nice meme. I love this. Um, I've posted it on Facebook before. But basically, it's an object. And depending upon which angle you look at it, it looks like something completely different. But, but one will say it's a square. One will say it's a circle. But in reality, they're both right if you look at it from a third angle. So again, half truth, half truth. They're all truths there. But sometimes you have to dig deeper to get to the full truth. Anyway, these are two sisters in Christ who have worked hard for the kingdom, and I get that their quarrel was disrupting that work. Now, getting back to Paul's starting to wind down here in his letter, he tells us not to worry, but to pray about everything, what you need to always thank God as well, too. Again, I've said this before. I think that that's something that we all, at least I'm thinking about me, I have I tend to sometimes skip that part about thanking God. It's like, why would I skip that for all of the blessings in my life? And for the ability to see those blessings, because sometimes we're blinded to that. You know, he also says, Paul, that we are to fix our thoughts on what is, this is from verse 8, quote, true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Now, I could sum this up and. What I say often, walk by the Spirit, because all those are components of what happens when you walk by the Spirit. Paul also notes that he has learned to be content in all that he has. How much do we allow ourselves to be distracted by chasing material items? Basically, we don't need them. He says, 
there's a famous quote. You saw, a lot of times you see this up in the wall like the YMCA. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians 4.13. Not as famous as John 3.16, but one of the top ten probably. Now he does give the Philippians credit for being the only ones to support him financially when he first brought them the good news. I mean, there's a little bit of a difference here. Paul is content with what he has, but the reality is, is that we we have to sustain ourselves with something. It's not as if money is bad. Money's not bad. Hoarding money's bad. Using money for your own selfish means is bad. I guess that would be what hoarding money would be. Um, but you need to, you just need it to survive. And we're, we're supposed to work. So Paul closes, as you think he would close, with greetings to each of God's holy people. And that's the end of Philippians. Old Testament, we pick up the story in Jeremiah 6, which is continuing the warning for Jerusalem. Quote from verse 1, a powerful army is coming from the north. This is repeated several times in our readings today. So I've actually compressed it significantly, just distilling it down to the bare, the main idea, if you will. Uh, Jerusalem is about to get punished. Verse 19, quote, I will bring disaster on my people. It is the fruit of their own schemes because they refuse to listen to me. About that responsibility again. Jeremiah 7 begins another message. He is to give this message to the people from the temple. If the people quit their evil ways, they will be allowed to stay in their land. The temple alone won't protect them. That's repeated a few times, and it's like, I think it's important that, that uh, Jeremiah is instructed to give this message from the temple. The temple won't protect them. The only thing that will is if they would repent. Now, Jeremiah tells, or rather, God tells Jeremiah not to weep for the people anymore. The Lord's anger against them is too great. That's it for today. A prayer for you is that you walk by the Spirit today. Have a blessed day. Mm -hmm.